Season two, episode 33, is collaborating hurting you? All right, so collaborating is when you are essentially working with a different brand and trying to grow your brand through someone else's brand. Okay, there's a lot of pros, there's a lot of cons to this. And when you're in the music industry, you are surrounded with collaborating. I'm just going to give you some pros and cons in this episode, some things that I've learned over the years from working with a lot of different businesses over my time within the industry, which I hope is going to help you out. Okay. Before we get into this episode, definitely check out the free beat making resources I have for you. I have free books, free sounds, and there's going to be some more free things coming up here very soon. The Melody Minute is almost done. I've just got to create some free videos in the emails. To access the free resources, just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash resources. Okay, so let's get into the pros and cons of collaborating. I'm going to first start with the cons. And in order for you to understand both the pros and the cons, you first need to actually understand that your brand is what people know you for. All right. So for example, myself, when I create a tutorial, an FL Studio tutorial, people know me as gratuitous, not by my first name, Riley, right? So that name gratuitous is my brand. And you have to understand that if you're going to start working with different businesses or different people that you have to look at your brand with your morals and what you're wanting to get across. Now that you understand that your brand is essentially a person, because you've really got to think about that. Now we can talk about the pros and the cons, because you have to think that this brand, AKA your person is essentially what you are promoting, what you're putting out there and you don't want harm towards your brand's name. Your brand is everything, right? Okay, so let's talk about the cons now, okay? So the first point is other people's actions affect your brand. If you start working with another brand, if they do something really, really bad, that can come onto you just because you're, you are associated with them. And I mean that this can happen from all angles, whether you are allowing sponsorships on your videos or in your podcast or whatever, right? Let's say that brand did something really bad. Everything kind of goes to where you know, they've advertised, people allowed them to advertise. So in other words, you have connections to them now. Whereas if you never collaborated with them, you would never be a part of their actions. Now, the next point is you often have to split earnings and commissions. So for example, let's say I created a beat making course, but I brought someone else in and there was two people creating the course. Now it's probably going to be a 50-50 split. So if you make 10 sales at, you know, X amount of dollars, you're only getting half of that. The next point is you have to read the fine print of the agreement. When you are just doing your own thing, for, you know, there's always some rules that you always have to understand in regards to your business and stuff. But once you start working with somebody else, there is going to be an agreement. And if you're not signing an agreement, then you are doing things foolishly in the business world. You always need to have a paper trail. And the fine print is not fun to read. I'm telling you, you got to read every single clause within that agreement. A clause is just like a point, right? And it can get really technical. Now, the next point is it's rare that a deal is fair for both sides. That's the whole point. Like if you are going to collaborate when I talk about the pros here, when you collaborate with somebody, it's all about making sure that the deal for both parties, you know, both business parties 
is fair and then it benefits both of you. However, even for myself, as I've been in this music industry, sometimes you work with a brand or work with somebody and the deal isn't totally fair for both sides. And it's kind of weird, but at the same time, it's enough benefit to sign that agreement. And this happens so much within the music industry, especially when it comes to your songs or record labels and publishing, right? These publishers have big amount of money and the artist typically is much smaller. And so they're willing to sign that deal, but that doesn't mean that that deal is really hundred percent fair, but the artist felt that it was a good enough deal to sign to, you know, I guess, pursue the career in music. But I'm just talking about business in general. Whenever you are going to sign an agreement, it is quite rare that the deal is fair for both parties. Typically, one party is trying to leverage more than the other. That's the whole point of, you know, business. However, that's also a red flag to be looking out for when it comes to businesses and they're trying to have one up on you in a sense of having the advantage. Now, I do also want to say that there has been some brands within this audio industry which have been phenomenal to work with, right? They're so fair. They understand business and it's just such a pleasure to work with because they're there to help you and, you know, whatever skills that you're bringing to the table. And so that is, you know, so what I'm saying is it's rare that a deal is fair. Still on the cons here, okay? The next point is it's harder for you to be yourself and have your own opinion. So when you start working with a brand, sometimes you got to be a little bit more careful now with what you're saying, because if you say something that that brand doesn't like, they can, you know, cut off the deal or they might make you look bad. So that's another con that you really don't have as much flexibility as what you think. Whereas if you were just doing your own thing. One final thing I want to say about collaborating with somebody is trust, right? You're hoping that no foul play is going on in the background, such as, if they're hiding sales from you or if they're not paying you out well or, or whatever, there's always the issue of trust. Okay. And so that's what I have for cons, but let's talk about some pros because there are pros to collaborating because you see people collaborate all the time. So the pros to collaborating with somebody is that, and when I say somebody, I mean like a person or a brand, something that you feel that if you connect with the other business, it's going to help your business. And so the first point for the pro is you're able to build an audience faster, which makes the marketing efforts way easier because if this brand's really big and then you kind of tag along, you, you get to kind of go with their traffic, all right? So you will discover in this music industry and in business, it's all about traffic. It's all about eyeballs on the product, eyeballs on your website. That's what it's all about. The more people that are looking at your stuff, the more potential for sales, they talk about you, you start to grow. All right. So if you can collaborate with somebody, you are kind of sharing audiences. Another pro. So another point is you can make a lot more money because of this, right? With more people looking at your stuff, there's more potential for sales. One other really valuable pro of collaborating with somebody is sometimes you get to learn a different point of view. You get to maybe hear their angle on the situation. And, you know, you may not ever experience that if you didn't collaborate. So there are some pros and cons for you guys when it comes to collaborating within this music industry. 
definitely check out some of the previous episodes I've talked about in regards to copyright and all that kind of stuff because your copyright is your ownership. And when you start collaborating, the copyright is starting to kind of get shared sometimes or they're kind of licensing it off of you. So be careful out there, okay? So just a quick recap. So really at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is the safest approach is really just kind of keeping to yourself and doing your own thing, but it is much harder. You kind of have to learn the full business side of things. Partnerships and collaborations are fine, but you really just have to think about them. Like, do they benefit both you fairly? Like, you know, do they benefit both parties within this agreement that you're going to sign? Because never do business without an agreement in paper. It's just best practices. It doesn't matter how well you know somebody, always get the paperwork for the business. If anything happens, you can back yourself up, okay? Does it benefit both you guys fairly? Can you both grow well together? And can you easily get out of the contract or the agreement or the partnership if things aren't going well or maybe you're too busy for it or something, right? So these are just all things that you have to think about. So I hope this episode helps you guys out. This is more of the business side of the music industry. If you guys do want to learn to make beats from scratch, check out my website. It's gratuitous.com forward slash courses. Now, the one thing I want to say is I've been having some lessons with students and anyone can learn the music program, right? I talk about this a lot, but not everybody can make a beat. Creating a catchy loop and creating a drum loop many people struggle with and that is what my platform is designed for there's really like three kind of stages in there so there is learning the daw then there's making the beat but there's really like an in-between there could be hip-hop there could be dance it could be metal it could be country it could be pop each of these genres have their own unique traits but at the end of the day they all have to follow the basic music theory of making a beat, such as, you know, one, two, three, four, and picking a key and a scale to know the notes you're allowed to play. So that's what I'm trying to say that when you pick a music program, you got to learn how it all works, right? That's like Photoshop or video editing. Then you got to learn how to make a beat, which is timing, right? How to count beats, understanding the notes you're allowed to play. But then in between that is for you to decide, well, do you want hip hop beats? Do you want dance beats? Do you want pop? Do you want country? And my platform doesn't teach you the hip hop and the dance. My platform teaches you how to make the beat so that when you go to make the style of beat that you want, you understand the fundamental tools. And then it's just the kind of small characteristic traits that are different. For example, with if you made dubstep way back in the day, dubstep took advantage of LFOs, whereas Typical beats didn't. So that's kind of what made dubstep really unique in that sense. But one quick YouTube tutorial and you'd be able to figure that out. But making the beat people are really struggling with. Even when I do lessons with students, that is what I'm finding that, you know, just how to create that catchy melody. So again, just keep listening to the podcast, visit the website, be on the lookout for the Melody Minute. There's going to be a lot of good training. And don't forget about my free resources. Just go to itsgratuitous.com forward slash resources. Feel free to reach out anytime you have questions about making beats. I'm here to help you guys. I've been doing this for over 10 years of beat making education. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.